Holy Return of the Kings! This is Flight Check, Season 3, Episode 17. We're back, once again, talking all aspects of FlyQuest in a non-controversial week. That's actually not true. There's been uh, plenty of controversy. There's always, There's always, always controversy. controversy. There's always controversy. My name, always. Nice. as always, is Sandy Toes, and to my left... And my extra left are my fellow hosts, Noxwar and Curly Double Q. Gentlemen, the LCS is back. It starts Wednesday. We have six weeks of Super Weeks coming through. It's going to be a great few weeks of LCS action. NACL uh, is wrapping up their week one tonight. And everything is just starting to hum on all cylinders uh everything's looking good i even got shaded by i will dominate on twitter who uh (laughs) notoriously is not on the show tonight even after i extended a very courteous uh invitation um the invitation can't believe you just ghosted i know you know and look it's still it's still an open invite if dom if you're seeing this and you want to talk (laughs) come through baby we'll talk we'll have it out we'll discuss i promise you i have negotiated a thing or two in my time um and uh (laughs) look my tweet may have been a little exaggerated maybe a little inflammatory but i do stand by what i said uh and i'm sure we'll be discussing it tonight because it is important news uh knox curly what's some of the Biggest news for you guys this week. We've had some various announcements from teams finally solidifying uh, rosters. There was like that Jenkins signing randomly, um, potentially playing mid lane for 100 Thieves. Um, Some of the NACL stuff has kicked off. Uh, Anything from you guys that you're thinking about before we get into the rest of the show that you're just like, hey, this was like the big thing of the week for me. Uh, I mean, we could talk about the fact that the lockout ended. Yeah. And we were actually getting LCS yeah. this, thir- this Thursday. I um, think that's the biggest news is that yeah, we have yeah. a summer <laughs> split. We actually have yeah, a the, split. The fact that we have a summer split and I am no longer wasting my plane tickets that I already bought for New Jersey. This so that, that's a big plus for me. <laughs> this, is, this is very true. That is good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, we are going to get into it for sure. FlyQuest Red. We are going to start off with them. Uh, they uh, had uh, a couple, they had at least one match. Maybe they had more than one match this week. I'll have to actually double check that, which I will right now. However, i got to move that to the middle. Uh, FlyQuest Red, in the SEA Season 45 uh, season, I guess you would call it, um, which is, for those of you who don't know, it's basically part of the ESL Challenger League. And from what I understand, this is not a uh, women's-only league. This is like a... It's an actual division. It's an actual division. It's anyone at all. Um, and from so from what I understand, FlyQuest Red, after they took down uh, Standing Dude Side... Uh, when you get into these lower-level <laughs> leagues, the names just become amazing... Uh, they take down Standing Wild Dude Side uh, in a 2-1 uh, after they had fallen down to the lower bracket. And that puts them in what I believe might be um, 1, 2, 3, 4. It puts them into top 8. And for whatever reason uh, that I am still learning, that puts them into promotion from ESCA uh, Season 45 main to Advanced. Um, so they will be moving up to the advanced division, tougher competition, um, and that's only one step below the ESL Challenger League itself, uh, where you've got, you know, orgs like Evil Geniuses, their main CSGO roster, Pain Gaming's main CSGO roster, uh, even Wildcard has a roster there. Um, but yeah, this will, like, advance is going to be a much more... Uh, serious group um and what's crazy is in like this 
season 45 of the advanced division there were like 63 teams in it all told um so, and i guess it's just kind of like a swiss bracket basically is how it works um but and then so top 16 basically uh go into this uh it will in advance in the main everyone gets in it was 32 teams uh for seeding in like a double um round robin and uh yeah into the playoffs and so now top eight that has moved them up to advanced for i don't know i assume that would be season 46 um so we'll see how that yeah we'll see how that, that goes that, that sounds right yeah. that sounds right yep so super exciting they actually play it's lower round five they play at 9 30 p.m tonight um, Eastern time. Eastern time, time, from what I understand, versus, uh, and I'm I am not pronouncing this incorrectly. It is Piss Gem Gaiman. Uh, so, <laughs> what? yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, P I S S space G E M space Gaiman. That's oh gaming with no G at the end. Um, so we'll see how they do. No matter what, they have secured their placement in season forty six advanced which is absolutely awesome for them uh, and definitely super excited to see where they head to next. Uh, and maybe they'll get all the way up to that Challenger League and we'll see them competing uh, for greater glory down the road. But that tournament continues on. You can find the bracket on uh, the ESCA website, play.esca.net. 9.30 p.m. I will do my best while the show's going on to figure out what uh, channel that will be streaming on. Last time it was on Miss Harvey's stream, so maybe it'll be on there again, uh, and we can run over there and host it uh, and make sure you all get to watch some good, good FlyQuest Red action. All right, NACL, it started. Week one is basically in the books. Uh, I think there's a couple outstanding games, but FlyQuest... Yeah, Supernova versus Wildcard right now, yep. and then there's... One more, I think, going on. I think. No, actually, that should be the last one. Okay. Uh, all right. So, FlyQuest Challengers, three and three start to the season uh, with the two zero over Cincinnati Fear, a one one versus Disguised, and an o two today against Team Liquid Challengers. And I would have to say, yes, it was an o two against TLC Tender Loving Care. However. <laughs> I did not feel like it was a particularly dominant um, 2-0 by TLC. I thought that FlyQuest actually played them pretty closely, Knox. What do you think? No, uh, I, I would agree for the most part. Um, game 1 was a lot of... Uh, just a rare Masu bad game. Mm -hmm. Like, he, uh, he got 2v2 killed with Winsome under... Uh, TLC's bot lane tower just because he literally walked onto a cape or not a Caitlyn trap, a Jinx trap, mm -hmm. and just got himself killed. And then from that point on, he just kept falling further and further behind. And it was just unfortunate because I and I was talking about this in, in our like kind of pro discussion spoiler Discord or channel in our Discord. And it was like, okay, this is a game where Yuji and Spearax like really have to step up. Like your main carry is no longer going to be here for you. And unfortunately, what was frustrating was like. I watched Spearax buy Crown of the Shattered Queen, and it just, like, you're not going to be able to carry that way. Um, Yuji tried his damnedest, and I'll go into Yuji more in here in a second, but, uh, yeah, game one was just a lot of, like, Spearax needed to step up, and he didn't, and that was very, very frustrating. Yeah. And then game two was Team Liquid Challengers, and it's all over Twitter right now, by the way. You can go look at every single one of their Twitter accounts. You can go look at uh, Spawn, who's the coach of Team Liquid's uh, Challenger team, uh, all of them on Twitter were basically like, this is how Mir acts, and it's like Mir lying on the floor crying if we don't ban five junglers from UG right mm -hmm. now. And that is exactly what they did. They forced him onto Rek'Sai, and he finally had a bad game. Like, out of six games that, uh, this over this uh, weekend, he's only had one bad game, and it was after they banned five champions against him, and they got the counter pick on him, too. It was just, they threw everything in the kitchen sink at him, and it finally, like, took him down, right? So, um... Yeah, I, th I think a lot of my takeaways are I, I, I need to see Spearax step it up a little more. Mm -hmm. And Yuji is absolutely on fire. Yeah. He's just a 
god right now this split and it is awesome to see because a lot of people were kind of feeling wishy-washy on him towards the end of last split and like he's immediately coming back and saying no no no, no. i i am that guy yeah curly what does it say to you that five bands got dedicated to yuji here uh, I think that says that usually might be the best jungler in the NACL right now. I don't know. <clears throat> I, I don't. I, I haven't even heard of five junglers being banned in like the LCS or like at Worlds or international tournaments. So that must be absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely. I mean, obviously, it's a sign of respect. And. No, all their Twitter posts were very respectful. Like they, it almost sounds like they genuinely mean it. So yeah. I, I feel very good about UG this right now. This split. Yeah, uh, Cubby came out on Twitter said he thinks, and it it's shown. And hang on, maybe I can find the exact tweet so I don't uh, misquote him somewhere. But it was basically that uh, he thought. Yep, pretty clear to me after one week of NACL play that. TL, Fly, and Disguised are a cut above the rest. We're going to have to see which teams can catch up to them this split to make this more than a three-horse race. FlyQuest Challengers, tough schedule start in that case to the season. Top top two teams right off the yeah. bat. Yeah, two of the other top three teams. Uh, and obviously disappointing to go one in three against them. Uh, but, one in, yeah. but I'll, I'll note, like, the 2-0 over Cincinnati Fear, uh, I was only able to watch game one. I don't know, Knox, if you were able to watch the uh, the second game. Um, but that first game looked... Uh, the mid-game the mid game fighting in both... Uh, in, in that game, I thought was very respectable. And I thought we were kind of on the back foot to Cincy Fear in that game, but... The mid-game fighting turned it around, and this team legitimately can play well in those mid-game team fights. Oh, yeah. Um, again, I, I the one thing I really remember from Game 1 of Fear was Yuji's Kha'Zix. Mm-hmm. And you could tell the team was like trying to kind of gel real quick, and they were trying to figure out, like, how do we play um, with an assassin jungle, right? Yeah. And you could tell there was moments of, like, Yuji was jumping in, and then he would just get absolutely annihilated. And it, for him, it's absolutely the right call, but this team wasn't really quite ready to back him up all that much. Yeah. And so eventually towards the end, just because Fear isn't that as good of a team, uh, like, we just finally found the right angle, and we finally got the fight, and we kind of got snowballed a little bit, and then we kind of carried it out from there. And then Game 2 was a somewhat similar story with Yuji on the Viego, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, uh, Ma- Ma- Masu uh, and uh, Winsome on Luna or Lushinami uh, did punish uh, the bot lane of Fear pretty hard, who was playing Aphelios and Mil- uh, Milio. Yeah. But long story short is basically Yuji's just popping off that series. And while there's moments in time, even in the mid game, uh, where they can't quite figure out how to play around Yuji because this is a very jungle carry meta that they're playing. Not meta, sorry, jungle carry style that they're playing. Yeah. Uh, the team's still good enough to be able to handle it, and they're doing really, really well with it, right? So, yeah, I, I think overall the fear the fear series was a good example of things that they need to work on still. Because even though they two owed, uh, they had some issues, but there weren't any, well, there wasn't anything like major or like red flag being thrown that I could see. Yeah, yeah, and I would say you know with a schedule a week one schedule like this one to walk out of it with a three, three, I think is really respectable and I'm excited to see what they've got. We'll get into their schedule next week in a bit, but in my opinion should be uh, significantly easier. Um, and hopefully they'll be able to take advantage of that. One thing I want to talk about real quick is there was some commentary in a discord by Papa Smithy about Masu in particular this week, noting that if Masu is not the LCS starter for FlyQuest next year, then he expects him to be on another contending team. Wow. And that, I mean, per Papa Smithy, because someone said like, hey, 
it was something about like don't keep him in contract jail um or something like that and papa smithy seemed fairly insistent that there was little to no chance of that um nox i believe you posted that in the discord at one someone did maybe it was you um but i just want to get both y'all's reactions to that because that's a pretty definitive statement especially you know having prince as your bot laner uh to expect masu to supplant him next year that's a very interesting statement to be making right now you, you want to go first curly or i mean yeah uh it's it's pretty insane as you're heading into summer split to like say that hey like you know we've got prince who's one of the best spot lanes in the league I expect Masu to be starting next year. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm guessing he means is, like, maybe there's a chance that Prince doesn't uh, stick around, so Masu, he's like, he'd probably be ready to fill his shoes, you know? Maybe Prince is only going to be here for the year. Who knows? Um, Or maybe it's just to say that he is good enough to have a shot, even with the caliber of Prince. Like, he's a very promising rookie. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's more to encourage, like, hey, other teams pick him up because we have him and he's worth it you know so i think that's kind of more of a sales pitch to other people in the scene rather than being like yeah we're ready to replace prince if we don't perform well yeah that's absolutely possible Knox, what do you think um so i'm, I'm looking at all the list of 80 carries right now for this split right um let, let's just throw it out that like berserker probably sticking around cloud9's a big fan of that guy right mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's, outside of maybe Eon, because I, I can see TL having a lot of loyalty towards him, I don't really see a lot of certainty for pretty much any of these 80 carries that are still in the league, right? Um, double lift, I mean, if he's wanting to stick around even, he may retire again, who, who knows? Uh, I don't think 100 Thieves has done enough to warrant his loyalty this year. Uh, maybe, who knows, that changes in summer. But I could see him shifting around. Uh, Tomo, uh, well, let's be honest, just Dignitas in general. I, I could see them just straight up selling the spot. And if someone else takes over the org, then by all means, they may blow up the roster and just try and pick up someone new, a.k.a. Masu could sli- uh, slide right in. Uh, Evil Geniuses is just a mess of an org, and I have no <laughs> idea what their plan is during the offseason. Yeah. So <laughs> Masu could slide in there. Um, Prince, well, actually, I'll say Prince for last. Um Stixie, actually, that's probably another one that I, I imagine Golden Guardians is pretty loyal towards, unless like a very obvious upgrade comes along. And as good as Masu is, like I'm not sure how much uh, it'll be worth for them to drop Stixie, like in terms of like loyalty and so on and so forth. Sure. So I, I feel less confident on that one. Tactical, uh, let's be honest here, Tactical has not been an upstanding AD carry over the past couple splits, and it would be a very much easy slide in for Masu if Immortals wanted to pick him up, or there's a small possibility that Immortals also sells a spot, and then it's a whole same thing as uh, Dignitas, right? Where right. New Orc comes in, blows up the roster, hey, Masu slides in. Um, NRG, I mean, you can see right now, they already dropped uh, Luger, they picked up FBI. FBI, in my opinion, while not bad, has just been okay, and maybe NRG looks in the offseason and goes, well, this kid has potential, he could be a rising superstar, maybe they pick him up, right? Um, and then TSM, let's be honest, I, well, not even let's be honest, it's I, it's confirmed practically at this point that TSM's going to be out of the league after the end of this year. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to go into a different major region. So uh, this is probably Wild Turtle's final split. I don't imagine any org is going to want to pick him up after this. So, right. um, yeah, there's a bunch of spots where Masu can slide in at. So I understand where Papa Smithy's coming from in the sense of, like, if... For whatever reason, Prince, who I saved for last, decides to go back to Korea after this because let's say an unfortunate summer happens and flies for whatever reason, doesn't make it to Worlds, or even if they make it to Worlds, it's a very lackluster and uh, upsetting Worlds. Like, I wouldn't blame Prince for wanting to go back to Korea at that point, right? Yeah, and then in which case, Masu not. slides in there. Right. Um, so at the end of the day, there's probably like 380 carries that I imagine are staying on their teams at the end of the split. Yeah. And that's a lot of potential for Masu to slide in. So, yes, long story short, at the end of it all, what Papa Smithy said, I 100% agree with that. I expect 
Masu to most likely be playing in 2024, mm-hmm. whether it be for FlyQuest or whether it be for a different team. I could really see, like, 100 Thieves potentially picking him up. Absolutely. I could absolutely see that. Yeah. I, I, I think it's interesting, I, especially with the way Papa Smithy said that if he's not playing for FlyQuest, then he expects him to be playing for a, quote, contender. Um, so, theoretically, not a not a bottom-of-the-table team such as your, you know, Immortals or your TSM-esques. Um, I, I mean, I have to imagine that FlyQuest, like, Nick fan, has to have, like, had talks with these players, and Papa Smithy himself has probably had talks with these players, mm-hmm. and, like, you have to understand that it actually may be more beneficial in certain very specific cases to stick around in Challengers League rather than go to some of these bottom feeder orgs that are currently in the LCS. Yeah, absolutely. Like, as sad as that is, it should, it should absolutely never be that way, but let's be honest here, if your only options are like Immortals or Dignitas or TSM right now, nah, I'll, I'll happily just stick it around in Challengers League for another split and look for an opportunity come summer or if it's the next off season or whatever it may be. Yeah. That's my personal opinion on it. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah. No, I think it's super interesting for sure. Um, and obviously it all depends, of course, on Masu's continued performance. If he starts to look a little worse, then maybe that's free agency stock slips a little bit and things could certainly change as they always do in the scene next week speaking of his future games three more best of twos for FlyQuest challengers on saturday they play area of effect gold so the aoe slash golden guardians uh pairing sunday they've got team fish taco and Monday night, they play Evil Geniuses Challengers Knox. I'm expecting a 4-2 at minimum uh, from this upcoming weekend. How are you feeling about it? So, just remind me one more time. So, you have AoE Gold, we have Team Fish Taco, and we have e- Evil Geniuses Challengers. Evil Geniuses correct? Challengers. So, EGC is performing a lot better than I thought that they were. Um, they're currently 2-0-1 with their only 0-2 coming to wildcard. Um, Team Fish Taco I don't think is very, very good. Uh, they've honestly picked up more wins than I expected them to. And then AoE Gold is also performing. Like I'm actually kind of surprised right now. Uh, the teams that FlyQuest are playing next week are actually out of the gate performing a little bit better than I th- was expecting them mm. to. But at the end of the day, like these teams, uh, like full full transparency, I had AOE Gold ranked ninth. I had Team Fish Taco ranked tenth, and then I think I had EGC ranked seventh, mm. maybe. Um, these were all teams that like FlyQuest should easily win. Yeah. So um, bear in mind with how these uh, games work, because it's best of twos over three series. I do expect challengers. This FlyQuest Challengers squad to drop a game to someone, yeah. and it's most likely to come from Evil Geniuses Challengers. They're actually looking fairly solid, so keep an eye on that match. Um, but other than that, I'm expecting like a five and one week to be completely honest. No, uh, okay. I really, ho- I really hope we're not dropping a game to Team Fish Taco. That would be very, very depressing. AOE Gold's a little bit harder, but I actually don't think they're that good, <laughs> and it should be too oable. Evil Geniuses Challenger is probably where the biggest challenge is going to come from, and I would not be surprised if we drop a game there. Yeah, no, I, I can, uh, yeah, definitely can see that for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I said the 4-2 minimum, but um, obviously the hope would be a 5-1, or even, obviously the hope is a 6-0. Uh, you, never, you, you never want to drop a game. It, you never expect to drop the game. It, it is a very 6 0 week. Like, this week, playing Disguised and Team Liquid, oh, this was never a 6 0 week. Next week and the week after are yeah. very much 6 0 weeks. Yeah, I think um, this is a really good week for FlyQuest Challengers to set themselves apart from the rest of the league. Um, and I think after this first week, uh, you will see the league shake out a, a little bit more than maybe this first uh, week has shown you so that'll be super interesting um what's been your biggest uh disappointment so far i know a lot of folks have been pointing to i don't know how they did in their matchup against fear tonight 
But Maryville, 0-4 so far, dropping to EGC. Did have to go up against TL. Um, but I feel like folks were looking at them to, you know, maybe make a splash this season. It's it's hard to say, right? Like, Maryville University is historically, in, like, CLOL and in Challengers, always been one of those, like, top premier teams, right? They're always, they always got their name out there. They always look fairly solid. Um, but that's kind of the problem is they've always just looked fairly solid. And when you're looking only fairly solid at basically what is considered the tier three and tier four levels, yeah. when you get to the tier two level, I'm sorry, it's just a different game. Right. So, um, admittedly, I think I, I put Maryville at like eighth, I think behind EGC. And I honestly, now that I'm looking at it and I'm just maybe too early, but it may have been a little too high, obviously. Right. Um, so I don't have a lot of hope and faith in them to really step it up all that much more. I know they have a lot of, I, I know they have a fair amount of resources, and the players on that squad are not bad, mm -hmm. but it, it, everyone else in this league is just a different caliber, yeah. right? So I'm not expecting much for them for the rest of the season, uh, but who knows? Maybe they kind of sneak up over Supernova. Maybe they finally ca get over Team Fish Taco, which is kind of what I predicted in the first place. Uh, we'll see, but no, I don't really have a lot of hopes for them. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I think that's about it on NACL. Curly, any final thoughts? I know you didn't have a chance to watch uh, most of the NACL matches, but any any thoughts from you on the upcoming week ahead? Um, honestly, just really excited. I uh, hope to see a better scoreline from uh, from FlyQuest. Because, <clears throat> you know, now we're not facing the other contenders for the top. Now yeah. we can actually show our stuff. Absolutely. You know? Yep. Which also, 3-3 three, three is still a great start. So I'm, I'm very helpful for the season. And, and all three losses were extremely competitive. So it's it's not like we got rolled in any of them. Yeah. Uh, I guess this, the second disguise game, we got kind of punished pretty badly. But even then, I, I didn't think it was ugly from the few clips that I saw. Yeah. So. But outside of that, I like I was fairly happy with how this weekend went, considering who we were playing. Yeah, no, I would I would agree. I think uh, by all means, this was this a success, and there's a lot to learn and take away from and improve on for next week. So I'm excited to see where it goes. All right, it's time for the return of the kings, the return of the power rankings. We're gonna swap over to our brand new flight check presentation mode. Here we are, and i got to move the topic over a little bit. So Look at how fancy. small we are. Look at how tiny we are. Look how tiny we are. But the importance is what's going on in the middle here. It's going to appear in three, two, one. Ta-da! There they are. Our power rankings for the upcoming LCS Summer Split. Knox and I are almost exactly <laughs> aligned <laughs> uh, besides 9 and 10. Uh, and Curly's got a little bit more variance, but not too much. So let's yeah, run this through. Thing. Like, we've got our pockets, right? We all yeah. agree that FlyQuest and Cloud9 are first and second. We all agree that Golden Guardians is third. We all agree that 100 Thieves and NRG uh, are right next to each other. Like, yes. the biggest difference is that I've got Team Liquid down at six. Yep. And then EG, Dignitas, you know, it's a lot of the same. Yeah. Small changes. Yep. And I think what'll be super interesting, I, I definitely want to couch mine with some level of variance. Nox, I know you like to do that as well. Um, but there's definitely some teams in here that I'm like, hey, this is like a plus or minus two, uh, you know. And yeah. honestly, in, in a couple of cases, it's like a plus or minus three <laughs> uh, because I think some of them could swing wildly. But let's just start from the bottom and go up. I actually don't think this is going to take significantly long. Let's talk TSM and Immortals. So TSM made a whole bunch of changes. Uh, Hauntzer and Wild Turtle coming in. Uh, Boogie and Ruby uh, as well. Chime in support. Uh fascinating decision making from this organization uh, immortals on the other hand you've got sitting uh knox and curly at ninth 
myself at 10th, uh, and Immortals currently fielding Solo, Kenvi, Bolulu, Tactical, and Treats, with I believe Treats and Solo being the new additions, uh, and Bolulu kind of being solidly, you know, in there for sure this time. Um, I do not expect much from either of these teams. The only reason I had TSM um, in ninth over Immortals was I just feel like, um, I, I just, I don't know. I have a feeling. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, hey, if you put any vibes down, I get it. it. Especially for like the bottom. I, of the I don't think this roster is going to come in last. I just, I really don't. Immortals just looks like the weaker roster to me. Um, I, you know, I, I, they made, I, okay, look, I think revenge on a bad team is better than solo on a bad team. And I actually think revenge is going to look better on evil geniuses now. Interesting. I, I, I agree with that. However, my caveat on that one little thing is it's just the solo buff, baby. Yeah. He, he brings every <laughs> team he's on just a little bit higher than he, they should be. So if Solo was not on this team, oh, you bet your ass I'd have him down in That's 10. That's fair. But because Solo Solo's on this team, they're not going to finish last. Yeah. He's just good enough to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Curly, any thoughts on IMT versus TSM here? I mean, I think just TSM uh, kind of downgraded. I think Solo is always underappreciated, understated. He just, <clears throat> he will counter every expectation you have of him. Uh, so that's why I do think that Immortals will perform better. And then also, like, vaccine of things, it's just TSM is an org, the attitude. I don't know how much love that the, uh, that the LCS team is going to get. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, definitely. All right, Dignitas coming in at a solid eighth for everyone. Uh, Rich coming in for Armut. Uh, Tomo and Diamond now solidified as the bot lane. It's crazy to say Santorin Jensen, eighth place. Uh, that's wild to me to say, uh, but I just feel like this bot lane um, is outclassed. I do think there's a little bit of variance where they could possibly... Um, contend i don't know if i'm assuming actually this summer playoffs will be an 18 playoff do we know that for sure um yes so yeah, i i think playoffs. they'll like actually like get into playoffs which is crazy um i think they'll get dumpstered in that first losers round but this team has a legitimate shot at, like, maybe pushing up to 7th. I think if Rich really pops off, there's a real chance that they could make, like, a little bit of noise. I just don't think, um, based off of what I saw last split, that so much improvement could have been made that they're going to push past, you know, 6th place in this league. Especially considering the other players, you know, in this league right now. How about you guys? No, I, I, I mean, we're all on the same page, yeah. obviously, right? Yeah. Uh, I just... The, the org is a mess. Uh, I don't like their coach at all. Um, I, I just genuinely don't know what this org is doing. The I don't only think reason the why I'm actually... Doing, so. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the only reason why I, I believe that they're going to get bumped up is because they're bringing up Diamond, who has been a long-standing supporter of Di uh, Tomo for the past couple of years on FlyQuest mm. Academy. Yeah. Um, and along with that, I, I think Rich is a much better top laner than what Armut was, right? And so these factors together are going to do enough to make sure that they're no longer intent. I mean, heck, look at it uh, from spring, right? You brought Tomo up, that team still only went three and six. That's not a winning record, and it's not really good. But imagine if they can go three and six, three and six. Like last year, hold on, let, let me look at spring really quick. To give, so to give you an idea, six and twelve last year in spring. That would have put you. Oh, I'm on the NACL page. That's awkward. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> this is this is why I should be prepared better for stuff. But it's fine. We're getting it's there. All good. 
So spring of last year, if you had a six and twelve record, would have put you right. Hey, look at that. Right on. I guess it would have been technically ninth still underneath Team Liquid and TSM <laughs> yeah. because everything was so close. Okay, so never mind. They still wouldn't have made playoffs. But <laughs> <laughs> my whole point just down the drain. Um, it would have been a lot closer, right? right? And I also believe that that's with just Tomo, though, right? You bring Rich in, I think you're going to get more than a three and six. You're probably going to sneak a four and five in there. And heck, maybe if other teams are struggling, you can even get a five and four. I don't. I still don't think they're going to be good. I, I at the end of the day, I think they're going to do well enough that they can get in there and actually sneak a playoff spot. Right. So, I yeah. I, I have faith in them with the changes that they did make. Even if they, the logic behind them doesn't make sense, they should be able to make a playoff spot. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's absolutely fair. Uh, Curly, talk to me about Evil Geniuses. We all have them at 7th. Um, they have completely changed out their roster except for Jojo Pune. Um, yeah. Revenge, Armeo, Jojo, Unforgiven, and... Um, uh, Ayla, ex Flyquest yeah. in the Ayla Vulcan trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about this team. Your expectations for them kind of feels like one of those rosters that could surprise given the right circumstances. Absolutely, and um, it. I think the nice thing is the amount of NA talent uh, present in here. Um, <clears throat> it's hard not to root for this team, no matter how you feel about the org, because the players themselves have all shown themselves and gotten a lot of good opportunities. I think uh, jo- keeping JoJo as the center of it, definitely a very important thing. The loss of Inspired is something that has me concerned, though, because Armeo, while he was able to um, get opportunities in the LCS finals before, uh, during Santorin's whole health issues back in uh, 21, it's he's kind of been that one foot in one foot out jungler for me and so he's not to me proven himself lcs caliber now i'm hoping a full split a full commitment maybe he'll be able to do that maybe he'll be able to subvert expectations but a lot of people will say that jojo and inspired them as a pair is a huge part of what made eg so good consistently Mm. so seeing jojo with the new jungler it's going to be interesting how that works out um, Revenge, you know, I've talked about how I feel about him as a top laner. I don't think he's, I, I don't think a change in org is going to do much for him. Maybe with these different players, maybe he'll get a chance to shine more, uh, or maybe he'll just get to play stuff differently. Maybe this coaching staff is different than Immortals and he was restricted. Who knows? Unforgiven coming in from uh, the. LEC, no, not the LEC. He was in the LEC a couple of years ago on Mad Lions, and he's climbed his way up through the NACL and Academy. And so he's someone I might actually be kind of hyped for uh, because Mad Lions is uh, an org I kind of actually really like. Um, and I'd say, has perform- despite their international uh, performances, these last couple of years, they've been pretty good. Um, even before Karzi and Kaiser were the bot lane that kind of set them up for bigger success. So mm-hmm. Unforgiven is someone who I'm going to be looking at very, very closely uh, coming in from the LEC. And then Ayla, I really, really hope that being able to have a full split will be able to see him pop off. So this is a team, like I said, I'm very hyped for, and I want to, I want to watch the players get success, especially because of how a lot of people come from NACL, or NA talent domestically. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll, who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll be a top four. Yeah. You know, what's fascinating is I was just looking at the global contract database. Every player, um, on the main LCS roster for EG, their contract ends November of this year, except for JoJo. His is November 2024. And then all their, um, bunch of their academy guys are signed through 2024 so it's like what oh god i just want to know what eg's plan is for next year because it right now it does not seem like they plan on keeping this roster around either seems like uh so seems like next spring it's going to be another brand new eg roster 
An interesting tidbit uh, is that Jojo currently is playing on a, a, a rookie contract, mm. meaning he's basically n on near LCS minimum money because uh, that that's just how he was signed for, I think, and that should be the end of this year. And oh. then after this year, it should be like actual like LCS money that he, he has to start getting paid. So I kind of expect EG to sell him off to an org just to make some money back on him at this point. Because technically... On a rookie contract, as good as JoJo is, it's one of the few transactions that's actually probably going to be profitable for an org after everything that's happened, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, that's why I was just looking at the database, because I was like, okay, when does JoJo's contract end? Because I, I cannot imagine this guy wants to stick around on a bottom half team. And I guarantee you, there are several orgs that would jump at the chance to pick this guy up. Imagine JoJo in a 100 Thieves uniform. Imagine him in a team That'd liquid be crazy. uniform. Like, instantly elevates both of those teams. Um, God, imagine him in a FlyQuest uniform. Oh! Um, so, you know, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be pretty good. Uh, all right, <laughs> moving on up. This is where things start getting a little funky. Nox and I sitting at NRG in sixth. Curly putting TL... Why don't we just take this whole four through six thing yeah. um, as a whole? Because Nox and I are aligned. We've got TL, 100, NRG, 456. Curly, you've got 100, NRG, TL. So we're completely misaligned on all of it. Nox, <laughs> uh, asking you first, talk to me about why you put your teams in the order you did. And then, Curly, you can follow up with your take on the order of these teams. So, four, five, and six. Uh, I'll start with Liquid first, because this is the easiest for me to explain. Um, I, I think, so if you tracked Liquid from last split, they finished eight and ten, right? The first part of spring, the first round robin, they went three and six, and then on the back half, they went five and four. Mm -hmm. that, that is a positive uh, win-loss ratio on the back end, right? I think Liquid was really on the come up, and they were starting to gel, and they were starting to figure things out. They've been over in Europe while MSI was happening. They've been boot camping. They've been playing against Chinese and Korean teams as well as European teams. I have a lot of faith that this, uh, this Liquid roster is going to click this summer. And so for me, I don't think they're going to be able to break the top three because I think the top three are just so damn good. Um, they're going to be the best of the rest. So that's why I had Liquid in fourth. Uh, 100 Thieves. Uh, I think Quid will be an upgrade over B. Yerkson, so that's a plus. Uh, I think someday is a upgrade over Tenacity, so that's a plus. Uh, I think General Synergy, though, is probably still just going to be all over the place, so I kind of just threw them in fifth because I didn't really know what to do with them. And then Energy, uh, I, it's the old CLG, but it's got a new bot lane, uh, and I'm sure there's been a lot of turmoil with like the whole like roster selling and everything, or not roster selling, sorry, org selling. And... I feel like there's just a lot of turmoil in there, and I'm not really sure how FBI and Ignar as a bot lane is supposed to play out with the rest of that uh, squad. So I, I threw them in six just because I think they're going to be better than EG, who that is, as much as I like that roster, because it's fun and it's North American talent, I it's kind of a hodgepodge of like players, and I think it's just better than anything else below EG at that point yeah. too. So that, that's the reason why I'm going Liquid, Thieves, NRG. Nice. I like it. Curly, how about you? Um, so the, one of the reasons I have Team Liquid so low is I don't like that they stuck with their roster. I think this was not a roster that they should have stuck with. And yes, they did have a pot, uh, a good increase of two more games, one in the second round robin. But the games that they had added... Um, like that they end up tying like was FlyQuest with roster troubles um, and I believe they were also I need to double check okay they did 2-0 Immortals who else did they tie against and then EG uh, let's see Li yeah Liquid 2-0 Dig Golden Guardians and Immortals yeah so the only the only teams that they were able to change the situation with in the second split uh, or the second half of the split, rather, were teams that had been suffering from behind-the-scenes issues. Mm. And so 
I don't take that. <clears throat> I, I, I I don't really take that as a, a viable upgrade. It's like, yeah. oh boy, we beat people who were having problems. Ah, it's like how people, like, if you're rage queuing, you might have started out well and then you have one bad game and you play worse those next two. The people that were playing against you might be better than you overall or they just mm. might be having an advantage because you're not playing as good as you are, you know? And so I'm going to put a big asterisk on that second thing. And then also it's just, I think at the very least they should have switched out Piosic. I think they need a different mm. jungler. I don't think he's that guy. I think the jungle pool in NA right now, like there's just other people that are significantly better. So that's why I have them so low. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I took it a bit differently with Team Liquid. I feel... And when I said like, "Hey, this is uh, there's there's teams in here that I feel like have a variance of plus minus three. I, I was specifically talking about Team <laughs> about Liquid. Team Liquid, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was very specifically talking about them. I just feel that if they are on, this team could really do some damage. Oh yeah. Like if you look at the names, it sounds like people that should be doing really well. It, it really does. Uh, but, yeah, so it's like this weird thing where they could finish... You could tell me. Team Liquid finishes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Anywhere in there. Like, you time travel, and you come back, and you say, yep, they finished second. Yep, they finished sixth. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, fair Throw enough. Throw darts, cool. Team Liquid might land on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I... They're just so all over the place for me. Um, NRG, uh, they betrayed the faith. Uh, they got rid of uh, Luger. Uh, yeah. And whom? I mean... Real shame. The thing um, about that, right, is, like, it's the same people that were running CLG in the spring. So it's n just because it's under a different name. Right. It's the same people that made the same choices. So you got to take that. And honestly, I think uh, FBI and Ignar is... A little bit of an upgrade. Like I was very hyped for Poom and Luger. I like them. I would like to keep them in there. But yeah. FBI um, and Ignar have both been on like world's caliber rosters, despite how Ignar spent these last couple of years. It's like they have it in them. And maybe just like Stick Say with Huhi and Licorice going over to Golden Guardians, maybe you just need that right spot. And so yeah. I think having being surrounded like Dokla contracts and Palafox. They're homies. Those are the boys. They like <laughs> they know how each other want to play really well. And so if FBI and Ignar can really gel into that, I think energy can uh, perform really well. But then when it comes to 100 Thieves, it's just someday really just upgraded my opinion of them so much. Yeah. So, so much. Yeah, I would say I think FBI and Ignar slight upgrade. I don't think it's enough to really push this team much further past where they were last split, which is why I still have them in sixth. Um, and then 100 Thieves, they're just such a weird team because who knows if Quid is going to be playing um, or how soon, uh, if that does occur. Someday, I would actually argue is... Probably an upgrade, but I don't know how much. <laughs> but you I don't know. For a minute, <laughs> you were you were very hesitant about that. Do, 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 do. Um, I don't know how big of an upgrade he's really going to be. I don't know if it's going to again push this team over the line that they need to cross. Um, I I don't know if he's going to make up for some of the faults elsewhere on the map. I'm looking specifically at the bot lane. Um, so I think. I've kind of got them in this, like, plus minus one variance right now, where I think they could go anywhere between four and six. Um, That's fair. So there's that. All right. We've made it all the way up to Golden Guardians. We are all aligned. Uh, the Spring Phenoms, we all are aligned that they will continue their run of form. Uh, they, they, looked, they looked decent at MSI. Um, there's no reason to believe that they will not continue, uh, yeah. playing well. That's just my take on it. It's the same exact roster. They're running it back as they 
freaking should. Um, there's no reason to change. Gory and River are a very potent combo. Stixay has had a resurgence. Huhi looks very good on this team. Licorice is there. And um, I, I just feel like... I. I would even say Licorice looks good now. Yeah, Dude, Licorice I, I looks get, amazing. I, I'm, oh, I gave that man Zika Award for MSI. All of MSI. All players, all teams. That man got Zika Award. Yeah. He was the most surprisingly in a positive way player at that tournament. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really do think this team is, yeah, in that top three conversation. I expect them to make worlds. I really do, which is wild to say golden guardians out worlds crazy stuff um all right any other thoughts on gg before we hit the final two clubs nah man i'm i'm excited to watch this team uh duking it out with FlyQuest and cloud nine and to a certain extent team liquid i'm sure as well um no i, I think honestly top four this summer should be fun should it should be, be all right FlyQuest cloud nine uh, that is where we have arrived to. Nox and I sitting at two for FlyQuest, Cloud9 at one, uh, and FlyQuest at one and Cloud9 two for Curly. Curly, I'm expecting that you put FlyQuest at one primarily because of the Vulcan edition. Am I correct? That is a major, major contributor, but like, Actually, yeah. No, definitely. I think. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's like, no, it's just that. It's, it's literally like just primarily that. that because I was hyped for the roster in spring. I expected them to outperform Cloud9 in spring. Um, and while I do respect Sven uh, as a support now, I do think he's kind of proven he can do it. He's very solid. Vulcan is just better, bro. <laughs> and now that we have what I, I would consider like first and second place... Um, in almost every role, like people who are at their worst in like top three discussions. Yeah. It, it's, we're going to win, bro. We're going to have a consistent split. Like even if it's a rocky start, we're going to do well and we're going to go all the way and we're winning summer. It's like we're going to get first in the regular season and we're going to go to Worlds as the first place seed. That's all there is to it. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> Dang. No, I, I love uh, it. All right, Knox. Uh, why is Curly wrong? <laughs> I, I wouldn't necessarily say that Curly's wrong. Every point he <laughs> raised there I'm, is I'm, actually I'm trying very, very to start some point. drama on the show. We need the viewers. <laughs> wait, wait, you know what? We'll, we'll leave our drama, Sandy, to Twitter. You and I have already stirred up enough right. crap on it's Twitter. True. We can leave our podcast drama free if you it's don't true. mind. <laughs> Um, so for me, I, I one thing I, I want to point out is that Empire, who who's the head scout of Evil, of Evil Geniuses, mm -hmm. um, he pointed out in the Oracle's Elixir Discord that every team, not not just most teams, every team is going to be extremely hard pressed to beat this Prince and Vulcan bot lane. Mm -hmm. They will be the number one bot lane in the league. So. There's a plus right there. We have the number one bot lane. Let's look at top side. Impact versus Fudge. Um, Fudge himself has said that Impact is the best top in the league, and then him and him go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Uh, I would tend to agree with that. I think it kind of just depends how the map is playing out and what each team needs from each individual person. Um, so we'll call that one pretty even, right? Um, even if I think longevity-wise, I think Impact has probably been the better player, right? So that leaves mid and jungle. And a lot of people are going to be, and it's a fair point, a lot of people are going to go to Cloud9 and point out and say, man, mid and jungle have, like, no synergy at all. Like, at, at MSI, they didn't look that, like, they were playing all that well together, and they just kind of looked rough. Mm -hmm. To which my response to you is to say, hey, speaking, Vickler looked about the exact same. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, Gory was, or not, sorry, not Gory, Amenez was, in general, the better laner over Vickler this past mm -hmm. week. Now, does that mean that Vikla won't be able to beat him in lane later on this summer? No, that's not the case. Uh, I have a lot of faith that he will be able to do that. But I think in general, um, Blabber is a better jungler 
compared to Spica, even though they're both very, very close. And I think Jimenez currently is the better laner compared to Vikla, even though they're very, very mm. close. So it's like small little edges that I'm giving to Cloud9 in terms of like the mid-jungle synergy that is really going to be what blows away the rest of this map. And so, because a lot of the time what I see in these team games is like, yes, AD carry is the most prominent role in how to win the game, but if your mid-jungle isn't helping your AD carry get ahead in the game, you still end up losing anyway. And so I think Cloud9 still has a better mid-jungle duo currently, yeah. And come playoffs, that may change. But that is the reason why I have Cloud9 over FlyQuest. Is the mid-jungle duo of Cloud9, even though it's rough in terms of international competition, is still better than what FlyQuest currently has. Yeah, I, I think I'm in agreement there. The Yeah, that mid-jungle duo for Cloud9 just is so overwhelming. Um, I think we definitely made a huge upgrade in support. And I think that'll really round out the team a lot more. I am very specifically looking at Vikla to step it up this summer split. Um, he has the opportunity to do so. The Let's be honest, the bar is not super high for him to exceed his spring performance. He can do it. We know he has the capability. Um, and I think he will. I am confident in this team to place top three. Um, but until I can see our mid-jungle duo consistently perform better than Cloud9's, I think they will have the advantage over us. And I think we will struggle against other strong mid-jungle duos, such as Golden Guardians. You know, if, for a little bit, I was yeah. a little... Unsure as to whether or not I should put FlyQuest at 3 and Golden Guardians at 2. Um, it was really the Vulcan pickup that basically pushed me to put Fly at number 2. Otherwise, uh, if it's, the same, actually, if it's yeah. the same roster, if Ayla or Winsome are back in support, then it's Golden Guardians at 2 and Fly at 3 for me. Um I, I actually still have Golden Guardians mid jungle duo as the best mid jungle duo in in yeah. the league. They no, are still I, the I best. absolutely agree. Until I can see Spika Vikla crushing it beyond what Blabber Jimenez and uh, River Gory can do, then it I think it will be difficult for this team to overcome Cloud9 and Golden Guardians unless they are winning specifically through other parts of the map. Be that top lane be that bottom lane. That would be how you have to do it. All right. Final thoughts on power rankings before we get to... Boy, I have been waiting to say this for probably like two months now. Week one, LCS Summer Predictions. <laughs> it's time. It only took two weeks longer than we expected. Absolutely. Just two weeks. Boom. Green across the board <laughs> would is you believe anyone in? really surprised all right we've got friday 100 thieves or not friday i'm sorry wednesday 100 thieves thursday tsm friday golden guardians rematch of uh the best of five that kept us from going to MSI. Uh, let me get the specific time slots for you all. Last game of the day on Wednesday. Uh, second game of the day versus TSM on Thursday. And uh, second game of the day versus Golden Guardians on Friday. So it would be 9 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and 6 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, 6, 3, and 3 for you West Coasters. Green across the board from all of us. 3-0 uh, is the prediction. Curly, I appreciate that you... I will be updating the um, the prediction graphic. Is that going to be... You know, what you should uh, add to this graphic is, um, in like parentheses, our overall record as well. You know, if you pull that from Flycord, that would be uh, excellent as well. Not just the FlyQuest uh, pickums, because that might be a bit more accurate as to our when you when, uh, well hold on hold on like the of the whole lcs yes yeah, so you've got like this the like 
FlyQuest goes 3-0, right? So we all have like a 3-0 mm -hmm. under us. But then in like parentheses, okay. you know, if I go 9-6, and six, you know, for the rest of the league, then 3-0, 9-6. We'll see. We'll see how it works. <laughs> anyway. For now, we'll keep FlyQuest focused. Yeah. Cur okay, so right back to you, Curly. 3-0 was your prediction. Why so confident? Golden Guardians beat us in spring. Uh, 100 Thieves. They might have that new Super Phenom mid laner, and they got Sunday in. TSM exists. So why the 3-0? Um, we're better than 100 Thieves any day. <clears throat> we're better than TSM any day. And we've had a break and a new uh, bot laner. Um, mm. So Golden Guardian's going to be a little bit hungover and uh, going to be rudely awakened by mm. FlyQuest. No, I love it. Actually, you know, so r real fast, just quick side tangent. I wonder if there will be an MSI hangover this year because we had an extra two weeks of non of no play. Not to say that teams weren't scrimming or trying or anything, but do, do you guys think there will be an MSI hangover? Nope, don't think so at all. Actually, yeah. But yeah, okay. regardless, I still think we're going to do better. We're just going to do better. Okay. Uh, Nox, um, how about you? What's your thought on um, on this 3-0, you know? 100 Thieves, uh, you've got a substitute top laner who's playing mid because 100 Thieves doesn't have their mid laner <laughs> here yet. So I think Vikla should just be slapping him around theoretically. Um, TSM is TSM. I, I literally, like, I know you guys have him ranked ninth. I literally have him ranked 10th. I don't trust that I ward at all. Um, I think, oh, oh, never mind. It was just Sandy who has yes, him ranked 9th. So never mind, yeah. The, it's it's TSM, the ranked 10th. I, it, if we lose that, I'm going to be very, very sad. Um, and then Golden Guardians, I just, I really believe in this Prince Vulcan bot lane to come through and figure it out, even though I think Golden Guardians has a better mid-jungle duo. Uh, I have faith that Impact can negate Licorice, because I think Licorice has been on a huge come-up right now and looks fantastic. So, I, I more than anything, I just have faith that the mid-jungle duo of FlyQuest is going to get their crap together, and if they do, and even if they don't get it together, and they just hold it together enough, I think Prince and Vulcan are just that much better than Stixe and Huhi, that if it has to go late, FlyQuest still wins it anyway. Nice. I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, 100 Thieves playing with a sub-mid. TSM, more like trash summer machine. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. It got there. It got there. And Golden Guardians. Yeah, I do think that... Um, Look, we, we had what it takes to beat them uh, in spring, and honestly, it should have happened. I expect us to take some sweet revenge uh, and go into, uh, come out of week one with the 3-0. So, should be a fantastic week all around. And just like it'll be a fantastic week, this has been a fantastic episode. But we are coming to a close once again. Let's go back to the... There we go. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning into this episode of Flight Check. Super weeks for the next six weeks. It's wild. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, forever. It'll never end. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter for all our reactions and thoughts to every single game that's going to be coming across your way. You can catch the show at Flight Check Crew, myself at SanchosDB, Knox at Knoxwar with two R's, and Curly at Curly underscore double Q underscore. Make sure to hop into the Flight Check Discord as well. All kinds of esports discussion and otherwise taking place in there. If you missed any part of this episode, the VOD will be up on YouTube tonight or tomorrow morning. If you're watching that and would like to catch the show live, we do broadcast the episode. Usually every Monday night. Usually at 8pm Eastern Time. Right here at twitch.tv slash flightcheckcrew Knox. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Shoutouts, plugs, anything I missed uh, that we should have covered tonight? Uh, shout out to 
Vikla, who, as far as I'm aware, is still rank one in North America currently for solo queue. Um, I think he still has it. And then uh, shout out to the FlyQuest content crew. They've been freaking smurfing yeah. it. The video today was fun. Uh, really cool time. Uh, theme uh, little little leakers here is uh, coming out tomorrow, so keep an eye out for that. And then, uh, yeah, FlyQuest Discord Pick'ems is up and available in the FlyQuest Discord if you would like to play Pick'ems. If you win Pick'ems, you get the brand new, soon to be revealed tomorrow, FlyQuest jersey for summer. Oh, so good luck. Get in there. Fun times. Excellent. Love it. Curly, how about you? Any news or shoutouts or plugs that you want to drop in for us i'm gonna shout out particularly Avli may for persuading the guys to uh make a whole k-pop video um <laughs> i'm <laughs> like i joked about when numi became the community manager that this would happen and then next yeah. thing you know it happened so i don't know if yep. she had anything to do with it with it either but it sounded like this was primarily Avli's <laughs> doing and right. honestly i live for Avli lcs parodies they are the best thing. And the fact that they're all FlyQuest branded now, oh, just amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. We get free promotion from the most loved casters and one of the most <laughs> notorious LCS fans out there. So <laughs> it's it's a great time. Just yeah. a great time to be FlyQuest. Absolutely. Uh, fantastic. All right, for my part, shout-out is going to FlyQuest Red, who should be taking on Piss Gem Gaming at uh, in approximately <laughs> 13 minutes from now. Uh, I'm assuming it will be on Miss Harvey's stream. She's not live quite yet, so I might just hang on um, until she does for us to raid and host that. Um, but that'll be going on. That's to get into top six. They are in the losers bracket. Uh, at this point, so a loss uh, will send them out of the tournament, but they've still made it up to the next division. It's a best of three, as far as I'm aware, um, so should be fantastic. Go over, support uh, the fine folks over on FlyQuest Red. Get in the chat, show your support, um, and otherwise, uh, shout out to the old uh, Manchester City logo. I don't know if you can uh, see it. Hang on. Oh, there we go. Uh, Manchester City, forever and always, uh, 2022 to 2023, UEFA Champions League champions. Um, Pep Guardiola is the greatest coach of all time, and that's all I've got to say about that. Fair enough. Hey. You know how it is. All right, we'll be back next week, recapping the first week of LCS, finally. And predicting how week two is going to go. So for now, stay safe out there. Please do not forget to hit the head on the nail. And we'll see you all very, very soon. Adios, everybody. Have a good one, guys. Peace, y'all.